Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud. I'm your host, Nicole Toptosh, along with my co-host, Dominic Rainey. Good morning, Dom, and welcome back. Hey, Nicole, good morning. It's, it's good to be back. Uh, a little rest, a little R&R from the holiday. Yes. And, uh, you know, this is a pretty special day. It's uh, 9-11, and uh, I was, uh, I'd be remiss to not uh, make mention of it. You know, CDI's corporate office is in uh, Persephone, New Jersey, and we mm-hmm. have a branch office in Manhattan. So a lot of our uh, staff and a lot of our clients uh, were certainly affected by 9-11, and I think we should... Uh, Certainly want to make mention of that and uh, remember the, the victims and, and the heroes that that's, uh, gave their lives to, to that cause and that tragedy. That is so true. It is a heavy day for Americans, Dom, and we definitely want to reflect and remember all of those who did give their all. It's also uh, good to be back, as you mentioned, and I'm super excited about our guests for today's show. From Georgia United Credit Union, we have the pleasure of speaking with Doug Foote. With Admin American, we have Trey Tompkins. And from Golden Key International, we have Brad Rainey. Welcome to the show, everyone. Doug, why don't you get our wheels spinning and tell us about Georgia United Credit Union and what you do there. Well, thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me this morning. Uh, Georgia United Credit Union was founded in 1958, and it was founded to serve the teachers of DeKalb County, the, the largest school system. So that was our humble beginnings, and now we serve over 500 groups. We serve the University of Georgia and any school in the university system, state employees, and uh, the archdiocese, the Catholic Archdiocese of Atlanta. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit more about what is a credit union? Yeah. We always like to say we're the best-kept secret in the financial world. Mm -hmm. We are a financial cooperative, and I'll elaborate a little bit on that, but... uh, what we really do is we help uh, everyday Americans afford life. That's, that's our job. And how do we do that? Since we're a financial cooperative, we are owned by those people who use us. We are not owned by stockholders like a traditional bank. We're owned by the people who come in and open their account. So by virtue of coming in with $5, uh, they become an owner in our organization, and they have a say-so in our organization. And it's a not-for-profit organization, and not that we don't make a profit, but that profit goes back to our members in the form of uh, higher dividend rates, lower loan rates, lower fees on checking accounts, so on and so on. Right, and it certainly comes in handy when it comes to purchasing vehicles or refinancing. Now, you spoke about uh, the credit union versus the bank. Can you talk more about the difference between the two? And also, what would you say to someone who's considering switching from a commercial bank to a credit union? Run. Jump. (laughs) Sign up. (laughs) I've spent my whole career in credit unions, so I'm a little jaded. I love credit unions. I love the concept. Uh, They originally founded for people that did not feel like they were being served by the traditional bank. And that hasn't changed today. We still serve people that feel they're overlooked by the traditional bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, our credit union happens to offer all the products and services that a B of A or a SunTrust or you can name a bank mm-hmm. would offer. So we have all those amenities available at, at much lower cost than a traditional bank. Now, who can join and how can they join? Our credit union is pretty open, like I said, like in Gwinnett County. We can serve anyone who lives in or works in Gwinnett County. 
anybody affiliated, like I said, in the u university system, DeKalb County teachers, and there's several other county school systems that we serve. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the uh, various financial services that you provide? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we offer you know, savings account, money market accounts, certificates of deposit. Uh, we are one of the few credit unions that has the remote deposit where you can take your iPhone and shoot the picture of your check. Uh, we will begin offering ser uh, business services in the fall for small businesses. Okay, okay. And in this uh, environment that we live in of the World Wide Web, let's talk about technology and how the credit union uses technology to serve its members and customers. We really try to be up on technology. Like I said, we just added remote deposit. We've had it for about a year and a half. Uh, we will continually look at any iPhone apps or a smartphone app that can enable you know, smart banking, make it easier for our members. So we're constantly watching that. We have a whole home banking platform mm -hmm. that our members can use online and on our website. Right. It certainly is all about the app in this day and age. We're speaking today with Doug Foote from Georgia United Credit Union. Hey, Doug, uh, can you tell us a, a little bit about uh, what a co-op branch network is and, and how it works? Sure, Dom. The co-op branch network is uh, a lot of credit unions across the state will put their branches into this network. And what that means is at our credit union, we just don't serve our members at our branches. We can serve a lot of other credit unions, whether that's Delta, Georgia's own. Uh, so we all serve each other's members through our branch network because that's always been one of the disadvantages of credit unions that people see is we don't have the branch network of a large commercial bank branch. But we actually do with the service centers. We can all lump our branches together so our members can go to different branches of different credit unions and do their business from our credit union. Well, you know, why, why do uh, consumer advocates like, uh, you know, Clark Howard and uh, Susie Orman recommend credit unions so strongly? I mean, they, uh, you know, you don't hear a lot of advertising like you about, you know, credit unions like you do uh, with about uh, banks. And that's true. We, we do not have the marketing budgets of a large bank. Uh, but I think they like it for several of the reasons I just mentioned. It's a financial cooperative. Uh, when you walk in and, you, like I said, you put your $5 in, you own us. So you can come to our annual meeting. You have a say in how we do business. We have a board of directors that are all volunteer people. They are not paid folks. They're folks that do it out of the goodness of their heart. And they come sit on our board and uh, govern the credit union, help govern the credit union. Um, I think the consumer advocates love it from the price standpoint. I mean, we're offering car rates right now 1.99% for 72 months. Uh, that's great for the consumer. And we could go on with home equity late rates, mortgage rates. We're always going to be a little lower than a traditional bank, and our fees are always going to be a little lower than a traditional bank. So that's why. Plus, the consumer has a, a say in our business model. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Doug, uh, are there any big issues right now, uh, you know, regarding credit union, commu the community, and, and uh, proposed taxation that our listeners would, uh, should know about? Sure. We've, uh, we just spent the past two weeks uh, going to congressional offices and to our senators' offices, making them aware of this. Uh, there's a push right now, you know, to balance the budget in D.C., to look at the tax-exempt status of every tax-exempt organization, and organizations and credit unions are part of that. So what we're saying, and this is the biggest issue we face right now, is we do not want our tax-exempt status removed, and we would have to pay corporate taxes. So 
that is the biggest thing facing us right now. Uh, our members mobilized, and we sent about 31,000 responses to, to Capitol Hill just on this issue in the past month. Wow. Uh, do you consider Georgia Credit Union uh, an, an engaged business partner in the community? I mean, can you share some examples of, of that? Yeah, and I think that's another difference, Dom, between credit unions and other organizations is we really try to be part of the communities that we serve, uh, some of the things we do. Um, there's a gateway center downtown, which is the largest homeless uh, shelter, is, is a shelter and a, a help place for, for the homeless downtown. We have a team day every year. For the past three years, uh, our employees come in on their day off, and they make meals and hygiene kits that go to the Gateway Center to help those folks down there. Very active in our school systems. We provide a lot of financial support to the school systems we serve. Uh, we just did a whole school supply drive uh, for the past few months that uh, we delivered to the DeKalb County school systems. Well, Doug, I always like to pick on uh, CEOs and presidents to find out <laughs> what, it, you know, what they like about what they do. Uh, what is it about uh, your, your position there uh, that you like, and, and can you tell us a little bit about uh, specifically what you're doing? I love getting on the radio. That, that's, <laughs> that jazzes me. <laughs> like I said, I mean, it's been my career for 27 years. I really believe in what we do, and there are a lot of great folks in credit unions, not just my employees. I think I have a great group of employees that I work with day in and day out. But bigger than that, it's a great group of people that we serve, and we serve about 125,000 Georgians currently. And they're just great people. I mean, they're salt-of-the-earth people uh, that are just trying to forward life. So that's what I enjoy the most. Uh, so can you tell our listeners uh – you know, how they can get in touch with you and, and uh, your organization? Mm -hmm. The easiest way is on the web, georgiaunitedcu.org, and you can find all about us on the web. Doug Foote, President and CEO of Georgia Credit Union. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doug, and continue with the great work that you guys do with supporting the community. Thanks, I love Nicole. that. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud brought to you by CDI Managed Services. Next up on our broadcast, we have Trey Tompkins with Admin America. Welcome to the show, Trey. Can Thanks. you tell us a little bit about what you do? Thank you, Nicole. So at Admin America, we are an independent third-party administrator of employee benefits. We were founded in 1988 in Roswell, so this is our 25th anniversary. So well, we're very excited about that. Um, the company was founded by my father, Danny, at basically a basement business. Uh -huh. um, I've been working with the company for just over 17 years now. I came in as the in-house attorney uh, in that role, and then I, I grew through that role and ended up being the president of the company. Dad's still around, but we now call him our golf course advisor. That's <laughs> really his function for us. So I have him out scouting out locations for mm -hmm. you know, good places to go play. But it works out really well. I actually have two siblings that work with me as well. So we have a lot of fun, and it's great to be able to serve the community working with your family. That is a great thing. And can you tell us about who would be a good prospect for Admin Services, Admin America Services? Admin America typically works with small to medium-sized businesses. I would mm -hmm. say our largest client is about 5,000 employees. Um, most of our clients average about 50 employees, and so that's kind of the spectrum of who we serve. Most of our clients tend to be white-collar employers for most of our lines of service. Our mm -hmm. main line of service is flexible spending accounts. 
And then our secondary and tertiary line of service is health reimbursement arrangements and COBRA services. For the COBRA services, the employers can be any type of employer. Basically, any, any employer except a church that has more than 20 employees mm-hmm. needs COBRA services. And so a lot of companies can handle COBRA in-house or choose to um, if they have the expertise. But it's something typically that's wise to outsource because everyone knows kind of through the experience of federal health care reform that federal law changes pretty rapidly. And to keep up with it really kind of takes your eye off the ball of what you do to make money. So why wouldn't you just pay somebody to do that for you? Right. So a lot of companies have made that decision. So we work with all those companies for that line, but for our FSA and HRA business, it does tend to be a more white-collar line because it's companies that are looking to provide the highest level of benefits. And to me, it's interesting in the current economy where some employers are say, well, I'm going to cut benefits just to save money. Well, that works out great until your best employees leave. And I have conversations with small employers all the time about if you cut benefits, who's going to stay and who's going to leave? Well, the short answer is the people that are going to leave are the people that have options and can. So what do you get left with? The people who have no options and therefore by definition are kind of not your best employees. Well, that's no way to run a business with just your not-so-great employees. So it quickly reveals that you should offer better benefits. Right. Benefits are so important. What would you say is one of the most important things that an employee, excuse me, an employer should know about benefits? Well, I think the most, crit, you know, healthcare reform has really changed the game. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on so fast. And we're coming up on a very important deadline or series of deadlines related to the implementation of the new exchanges on January 1. I think the most important deadline for almost every employer in America is this October 1st. Mm-hmm. And that's the requirement to send out exchange notices to all your employees. And as I talk to business owners, I love hearing misconceptions Mm -hmm. and then addressing those. For example, people say to me, well, I don't have to send out notices because I don't offer benefits at all. Well, you still have to send out notices. Well, I don't um, have to offer notices to my part-time employees. Yes, you do. You know, so once employers understand the full realm of their responsibilities, then we can start helping them meet those. So October 1 is critical. Um, September 23rd has a very important deadline related to privacy of personal health information. There's a law many people are familiar with called HIPAA, but there's another law related to that called HITECH. And the HITECH law imposes fairly complicated new requirements that for many companies go into effect September 23rd. So we're talking in a couple weeks. Right. So there's a lot of things people need to do around that. And then I I think lastly is just getting ready for the exchanges opening up on January 1st. And, of course, the the intake on those exchanges starts October 1. So, again, within the month, a lot's going to happen. That's for sure. We've been speaking this morning with Trey Tompkins from Admin America. Trey, uh, how, how, how is the uh, ongoing Im- implementation of health care reform affecting uh, Admin America's uh, clients? Well, for our for our current clients, of course, there's a lot of questions, and it's nice that it gives us a, a reason to interact with them. A lot of our work, if it's going well, we only end up talking to our clients once or twice a year, which is not really the best way to run a business. You want to be more engaged with your clients. So 
Right now, healthcare reform is causing clients a little bit of pain, so they, they're reaching out to us and asking us questions, and that's good, so we can interact with them, and it helps our retention. But, you know, I just listed three fairly important items that we're talking to them about, and there have been others throughout um, the last few years when healthcare reform passed back in 2010. So it gives us an opportunity a little bit to show off and to demonstrate our expertise to them and, quite frankly, just help them through some of the questions, and that will continue. It's also given us an opportunity to reach out to new prospects because there are a lot of companies that were much more comfortable handling benefit decisions either on their own or with a health insurance agent who are now looking for an extra level of support, and that's where we can step in and help folks out. I imagine it's pretty confusing. I imagine there's an awful lot to it. I mean, I can't remember how many pages that bill had in it, but it was a lot. So I think I heard it's about 2,000 pages. That's kind of the number people throw around. But more importantly, there's about 120,000 pages of regulations that have come out since then. And that's really where we make our bread and butter um, is working through regulations. But just to demonstrate how confusing it is, I mentioned one of our main lines of service is HRAs. And we are not sure today... And and the government's not sure today if some of the plans that we are ministering will be legal on January 1. They haven't clarified. So, you know, we get questions all the time. Will Will we still be able to do next year what we're doing this year? And you don't like to give clients the answer, we don't know, but you're a little more comfortable giving them that answer when you know nobody else knows either. So you don't obviously want to give clients information just to make yourself not look ignorant. But in this case, you know, ignorant is a community event, so it's okay. Yeah, from an, <laughs> from, from an ad, individual's perspective, just, you know, the average Joe like me, what, what do I need to know? The, um, the exchanges are the biggest thing that you need to understand, and there's some misconceptions about those, of course, and they're very politicized as well. So to take the politics out of it, I think the most important thing people need to know is, one, the exchanges are going to open up for intake on October the 1st. Um, There's a lot of questions about whether they'll open on time. I can only make a prediction. I believe that they will, but the metaphor that I've been using is they'll be a lot like a restaurant that's opening before it should. They'll be open. I just don't know if the food will be any good. Um, So when you go to the exchanges in October, there's still going to be a lot of confusion. It may be better to wait until later in the fall. You can't get coverage under the exchanges until January 1st anyway. So going early really doesn't get you anything. So I'd let people kind of work out the kinks before I head that way to look for insurance. But there are certain people the exchanges are going to be a godsend because they haven't been able to get insurance in any market for a long time if they have certain health conditions, and now they will. So they're very excited. And hopefully on January 1st, those folks will be able to get coverage. Um, The other thing individuals need to understand is about within the exchanges is the subsidies. And that's probably the most politicized aspect of the health care law. You're hearing from so many sources that so many people will get coverage subsidized by the government. It'll be cheaper. But just to give you an example of what people I'm experiencing are not aware of, if you have coverage offered to you as an employee and it's affordable just for you, a lot of folks are thinking they're going to offload their spouse and their children into the exchange and get it subsidized. So they're thinking, well, My current employer offers me coverage for my children. I just can't afford it. So when the exchange opens, I'll put my children in the exchange, and it'll be almost free, and I'll be able to afford it. 
but because the coverage is offered to you through an employer just for you and it's affordable your children aren't eligible for coverage subsidized coverage in the exchange people wow. don't appreciate that so that's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people i'm afraid we're listening to trey topkins uh president of uh, admin america and uh trey uh you know what uh what is it about uh, your company? What what what's the? You've got a lot going on. This is a, a very deep uh, subject for sure. And you guys have a vision, I'm sure, about uh, where you're going and what you're going to be offering in the future. Well, so we don't know exactly where the future of employer-sponsored benefits is. I think there's a long-term trend to get back to health insurance being put back in the the responsibility of individuals and away from their employer and that's frankly not where we operate we operate in the employer model so as we transition into that over the next what I would predict is 10 years or so our company is going to have to find ways to help employers comply with other aspects of the law so for example we have moved into uh, HIPAA compliance because employers will always have personal data of employees they have to protect so we're moving into that. We're moving into air. We're looking to move into areas of other places where federal law requires employers to make notifications to employees, whether that's in workers' comp arena, or whether that's in um, outside of benefits, perhaps in um, technology. So those those are areas that we feel like we're pretty good at. Given my legal background, it's nice people have come to trust us to monitor the law and then help them find solutions to work through the requirements. Trey, I just happened to read that uh, you were the immediate past president of the Georgia Association of Health Underwriters. Right. Uh, how, how many years uh, have you been involved in that organization? I've been with the Health Underwriters at volunteering for probably about 16 years now. I've done numerous jobs in the organization through the years, but being president was really, really interesting right now. Because of health care reform, I was able to do a lot of work with the state and federal government representatives. Um, I have had a lot of interaction with the state insurance commissioner's office. So it's been very educational for me and, quite frankly, fun um, to get involved in the weeds a little bit on how health care reform is getting rolled out and processed. But I, I would like just to put in a plug for the, the folks at the health underwriters, who they are are basically the the agent community. Um, the health underwriters here in Georgia are the folks that work with private and public employers to help them understand their benefits and to maximize them for their employees. And that's, that's an area of real concern for, I think, should be for everyone. When they hear about navigators, and basically we're trying to train up people off the street to advise Georgians about health care and Americans about health care insurance, Whereas you've had people who've dedicated their whole careers to learning about the health insurance marketplace, and they're somewhat being marginalized. And I don't sell insurance for a living, but I work with a lot of folks who do. And there are a lot of really good professionals out there who can help people understand their insurance. And that's who folks I would recommend need to be looking to to get the best information. Well, Trey, I'm not going to let you escape. I picked on Doug, you know, to tell us a little bit about uh, being the president and CEO of his company. Uh, um, what do you like most about being the president of Admin America? I like meeting with small business owners, and I like talking to them about what they think the rules are and how they think benefits work. 
And occasionally when I'm talking to them, I can just see them have an aha moment. And they just get something and that makes them think. I can see them thinking about their own business and how it relates to whatever rule or whatever strategy we're talking about. And I, as a small business owner, I, I get really excited if I feel like I've helped another small business owner move themselves along or make their company better. As someone who's responsible, we have 14 full-time employees, but I feel like they're my responsibility, and I can translate that to small business owners I work with. I feel like if I'm helping their employees, I've done a good thing that day, and that gets me excited. Well, people work for small business because they, got, they like that family feeling. Mm-hmm. So tell our listeners how they can reach out to you and Admin America for more, more information about healthcare and, and what you guys are doing. Well, the simplest way is probably the web, our website at www.adminamerica.com. But we are a very high-touch, high-service company, so we like personal interaction. So we welcome folks to call us at our office in Alpharetta, and the toll-free number there is 800-366-2961. We would love to talk to folks and help them out. Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Trey. Thank you very much, guys. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. We'd like to thank our guest today from Georgia United Credit Union, Doug Foote, and with Admin America, Trey Tompkins. We appreciate you all for being on the show, and congrats again, uh, Trey, on your 25th year anniversary. Thanks, Nicole. I'm Nicole Toptosh, along with my co-host, Dominic Rainey, with CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies to maximize their investment in IT infrastructure in cloud solutions and support. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. Until next time, remember, when it comes to IT solutions and cloud support, CDI Managed Services is your Silver Lining in the Cloud.